Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Listen to Lady Eighty. Listen. So this is Lady Aidy and I'm talking to Chris Kavanagh-Castro and thank you Chris for, for joining us and we're really excited to talk to you about books and coaching authors and all that kind of thing because you own a Shift Incorporated, is that correct? That's correct. And you have the um, Begin to Shift dot uh, com is your website and you do a lot of coaching and pull clients through difficult challenges so tell us a little bit about that sure um, I opened up my business in 2007 ish give or take uh, after a long uh, corporate career and, and well it, it wasn't all corporate but a varied career of being an employee uh, and at one point I got really really tired of being frustrated. Um, there was a particular job I was at at the time where I was, I was coming home crying a couple of days a week, just out of sheer frustration with being involved with this company. I decided that my mental health was worth way more than my paycheck. And um, I decided that it would be a good idea for me to find something else to do. And so I quit and went on a career quest. It took me about two years to figure it out. And in those two years, I did a variety of odd jobs and that's why I was trying to figure it out. But I came across the coaching industry and it was like light bulbs went off because it was everything that I was good at and doing naturally. And I figured out a way through training to, uh, to be able to step into a coach training program. And P.S. Here I am a coach. Excellent. And we always need that mentor and that person to be accountable to. I think particularly as an author, that is really useful to have someone to go, just say, where are you? How many words have you written? Are you, st are you at a block? How can we help you unblock? But you're an author as well. How many, how many books have you written? I've written four books. And are they all management or are is the story about how you got into coaching, does that reveal itself in any of your books? No, I don't think I actually talk about my journey. The books that I've written are really just about, they're like professional development type books, personal development books. And it's more about the topic of whatever the book is rather than how I became a coach. 
Okay, that's fine. Now, from listeners will hear our different accents, and we are actually talking across the pond, so to speak. I'm talking from Lincolnshire in the UK, and you are where? In Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia, Coca-Cola country, yes. amongst other places. Yes. Originally I from New York, transplanted to Georgia. This is actually my third time living in Georgia. And we got to meet actually through networking through the mm -hmm. internet, didn't we? That's right. Through yeah. Kevin Monroe and his work. What I was really interested in chatting with you about is with your coaching head on, how you most help authors and with my hat on as a publisher how I can help authors particularly in inspiring them in the writing process can you tell a particular difference from when you were actually an author crafting it yourself and when you actually coach others yes because I'm different like everybody's different. So anybody that comes to the table is going to have a different mindset, a different um, approach, a different way of doing everything. So each person is individual. And how I've written all my books have basically been uh, brain dumps, which meant that I had an idea. I sketched it out. I wrote it over three or four weeks. I published it. I mean, it, for me, it was like this amazing fast track brain dump process. And because I self-published, um, there wasn't a time frame to wait for somebody to accept it. Whereas I know when they work with you, you are the publisher. So they don't have to wait because if it's good, you can just publish it. Right? That's right. Yeah. It's, it's as quick as an author can go. Yeah. So that's one of the benefits of self-publishing or working with the publisher who pr facilitates that process. Um, you can fast track everything once it's done. And that's the benefit of working with you. That's right. And I still work... Um, from an independent point of view. So I'm an independent publisher with the idea that I want the authors to be as independent as they can be. So everything is you know, geared for that way. So it's a learning curve for them with the mm -hmm. idea that they will fly on their own and will take ownership of their book and yep. all royalties they keep 100%, that kind of thing. So the control stays there, which Absolutely. I think is really, really quite important. But that, that's sort of the end game. That's once it's all printed and published. I'm quite interested to talk with you a little bit about the, you know, the, the starting, mm -hmm. getting out of the starting gates, if you were. What would you say to someone who's always dreamt of writing a book? I would say that if you've been dreaming about it for more than a year, more than four years, if it has been a recurring thing, it's time to do it because that dream is serious. What I find in my coaching is it doesn't matter what the dream is. If the dream keeps reoccurring from year to year to year, it's important in some way, shape or form. And it's something about that that you need to at least start to try and complete because it's nagging at you. Um, I believe that most dreams you should really never let go of the really important ones that you can always find a way to achieve them. It's just boils down to commitment. And that's all writing is. It's a commitment to putting down the words that are in your head and then having somebody, if you're not sure how to do it, help you figure it out along the way. But I mean, the commitment and the dream has to go on paper for it to become real. 
but what what do you think stops people um, from and we'll, we'll keep with the author dream at this moment mm -hmm. um, you know, what stops them from going from oh I've always wanted to do that to actually you know putting those fingers on the keyboard or grasping a pen and starting writing it out what are I, the I barriers down to value most people don't think that what they have to say is valuable completely disagree I mean when you're even out and about when you're out there sharing stories with people or sharing life experiences you talk it out you just share and sometimes when you have that moment where somebody says to you wow that really means something to me or that made a difference or I needed to hear that that was important that you shared that and you did it verbally now if it's a story that's in your head whether it's fiction or nonfiction it doesn't really matter if you don't put it down on paper you're never actually gonna find out if somebody else could benefit from it that's right and it is about making that difference isn't it mm -hmm. what difference do you think your books made particularly to CEO right well here's the difference that it made when I published and that was my first book by the way and I can't tell you the uh, incredible journey was to get that on paper the first time and to get oh, it Oh, do, do tell us. Tell us a little um, bit more about that journey. I will. Let me, let me answer your question and then I'll okay. backtrack on that. When I actually published that book and I started selling it, I had several people say, wow, I had never really thought about professional development like that. Or you now have gave me tools and structure to be able to start really taking ownership of my life and my goals. But the best, I mean, absolute best feedback I got was another book that I wrote, it Be Still Really Lord, um, which was my post-divorce kind of journey with God. I actually had someone tell me, Chris, that book made such a difference it reconnected me with the Bible, it reconnected me with scripture, it reconnected me with God, and it actually laid the foundation for this new experiential journey she had with God, which deepened her faith, which today she looks back and she's like, wow. I, it, and, and we can contribute that to my desire to get my experience down on paper because I thought it was valuable from my point of view and for how it happened to me and that book made a difference in her life and if I hadn't written it I'm not saying that it never would have happened for her but it may have happened far later than it did because I took the time to put it down it's quite a biblical principle actually isn't it to share your journey with mm -hmm. someone else to help them along their path absolutely so that we're all, all in it together is your faith very important to you as you write it depends on the book as the content if it's important but my faith is central to who I am so everything about my life is very important because God is really at the center of my life fantastic so do, the clients you have then the people that you coach are they usually from a faith background or how no, does that work? It, it varies. I mean, a majority of them are, but it's not because I'm, I'm coaching that way. It, it just happens that that's who I attract. But I've had clients from radically different faiths, and it doesn't make a difference because we're focused on their goals 
And um, when they approach the spirituality part of their goal, they approach it from their side. I respect their side. And we just coach around it based on what they believe because the coaching is not about me. It's about them. Of the books you've written, you said you've written four books. Mm -hmm. Has the process been the same with each book or are they quite different in the way that you either set about to write them how you know how the process of birthing that book worked I think for most of the books it was similar process obviously the first book was different because it was the first time but on the whole for for me it, it and again it's just how I work I get an idea I kind of start taking notes around it if I don't think it's serious, like book-worthy, I'll leave it alone. Uh, but if I think it's a book-worthy event or book-worthy adventure, I'll start crafting kind of how I want to do it. But most of my writing is spontaneous. I, I mean, I might have a basic structure, but I just kind of dive in and it turns out the way it turns out based on the amount of time I spend writing it. I know some people aren't like that. They need way more structure, and that's fine. They have to do it their way. So I think they have to know their own learning style slash processing style and write accordingly. I know I always encourage my authors to do a proposal mm -hmm. and to get sort of, even if it's a skeleton of yep. uh, a structure down so that they know what their beginning, middle and end's going to be if, mm -hmm. if nothing else. So it gives that, that purpose. And even from that, it, it's quite amazing. Just sometimes it gives you the chapter headings mm -hmm. or it takes you in a different way because the proposal isn't quite the creative writing style, but it still you know, gives you that whole structure. Yep. Absolutely. You said that there seemed to be a tantalizing story there when you said you wouldn't go into the detail of um, how it all began. And I sort of said, no, do tell that. Can you tell us a little bit more about sure. you? What, what put you into um, being an author in the first place? So, well, and it's a funny story. So I opened up my business in 2007 and I finished coach training in 2008. So between seven and eight was basically just kind of biting waters while I was going through coach training. And then in 2008, I launched my business. I was coaching, coaching, coaching. In 2009, like any new business owner, I figured out I had no idea what I was doing to grow my business. I was really good at coaching. I was phenomenal at coaching, but in terms of business development, I had really no clue what I was doing. So in 2009, I met a business consultant and um, he and I started to work together and one of the things he said to me about six months into us working together was, Chris, not everyone can afford you. You need a book so people can take you home. And I went, what? And I, I said, I don't, I don't want to because in my head, that's too much work. Like, I don't have the time to sit down and write a book. And he said, Chris, you need to write the book because you've got all of this great information and not everyone is capable of hiring a coach. And if they want the information that you're talking about, you've got to have a way for them to take it home at a much lesser cost. And so I hemmed and I hawed and, you know, he and I have a great relationship. We still talk. Um, and, uh, you know, I fought back a little bit and he said, Chris, you need to write the book. And I went, fine, I'll write the damn book. <laughs> and, 
I, I sat down and I started looking at what I was already doing with my clients and started kind of sketching out some structure around what I wanted to say with topics and, and stuff. And then I just started brain dumping. And lo and behold, I had a book and I had no idea that it was going to, for me, it was fairly easy because again, once I started brain dumping, I just kept dumping and dumping and dumping and writing. And I, and I wrote as I, I processed as I wrote. So it wasn't like I created an outline and then wrote from the outline. I had an initial outline and then I just started writing. And then that was my process as I would create as I process through what I was doing. And uh, a couple of weeks later, the book was ready. I gave it to him to look at. I sent it to a couple of my friends to look at. You know, I got the minimal uh, free editing from people because I didn't have enough money to hire an editor. Um, got as much of the spelling errors and the grammar as good as possible. And then I found a printer and Yes, it was on Amazon like a week and a half later. And I did the happy dance and I went, look, I'm on Amazon. <laughs> and then I sent an email to everyone in the world that I knew. Look, I'm on Amazon. <laughs> and that was my first book. Excellent. It was great. There's nothing quite like having that oh. book in your hand, is there? Oh, it was. It was amazing. It really <laughs> was. And that's just a high-level view. I mean, the backstory is all the minutiae. How do you get a copyright? Oh my gosh. How do you structure the book? How does the format have to be? I mean, there was so much in the background that was a little bit annoying, but the content creation was amazing. That was the good part. Yeah. Yeah. When you say brain dump, do you literally do it without self-editing? Do you just get as much down or... Mm -hmm. You know, because to me, there's two different parts of the brain that's been used if you try and do them simultaneously. Oh, actually, no, I take it back. I'm probably brain dumping and editing along a light edit along the way. And then what I always do is I go back and reread it and edit afterwards. So it's 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 a initial brain dump with some editing. Then I go back and reread it and do additional editing. And by the time this book, the book is done all of my books, I've probably reread and edited a ridiculous amount of times. And then yeah. I give it to somebody because I can't see it anymore. No, you know, you go, everybody gets too close to their own yeah. book. Yeah. So. Yeah. You said a lovely phrase, which uh, I'm going to take and I'm going to use it many, many times, I think in the future. And that is that your reader yep. needs a book to take you home. Is that right? Yeah. 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 I think everybody has valuable information. If it's important enough to help somebody, it's important enough to get on paper. Uh, I love that. And I love that fact that it's the only way someone can take you home is, is yeah. in a book. And you're, yeah. you're out there in many different ways. Do you think that is absolutely brilliant? I see. I find it really difficult when, when I talk to people and I have lots of conversations with would-be authors. And they're really excited about the idea they have or the story they've got to give. But they will not follow through. Yeah, at the end of the day when it's, you know, well, look, you know, and it doesn't matter whether it's with me as a publisher or helping them to lay out their book you know, or doing it by themselves, it just doesn't come out. Is there anything that can be you know, done to help those people make that happen? Yes. I mean, if they have a book inside them, it's probably a confidence issue. Like they're not confident enough in themselves to be able to put it down on paper. Because the truth is, is if you've thought about it, 
it's there. It, you're just transferring it from brain to computer. You might not know exactly how to get it out in a way that makes sense, but you have the information inside you, and it's just a facilitated conversation to get it out. Like I, the, the woman that hired me to coach her through her book had already had a lot of it written down, but she had never actually finished it and gotten it to publishing. So I didn't work from her with her from start to finish because that's not actually my wheelhouse. I'm not a book writing coach. Like I could not, I would not sell myself as somebody who can take somebody from start to finish because I can certainly facilitate the mindset. I can certainly facilitate the accountability, but in terms of the craft, I wouldn't be the person for that. If you want craft, if you believe that you just need somebody to uh, help you with accountability and mindset, that's easy. That's I could do that all day. Um, and it and, is and, that mindset that yeah. has to be changed, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. But it's choice. Choice at the mm-hmm. end of the day, whether somebody you know goes that bit further, or whether they say stuck mm-hmm. in the oh, it's something I've always wanted to do. You know, I know it's the old adage, isn't it? You know, when the pianist is at concert. And everyone goes, oh, I've always wanted to, you know, uh, I, you're really lucky that you can play the piano. And they say, luck, it's called practice. It yeah. is. And it's just every day or every week committing. So just to finish off with, what's your favorite book? Oh, gosh, I don't have a favorite. There are so many. I, there are a ton of self-development books, a ton of fiction books. I mean, I... I've moved a ridiculous amount of time and I have about 20 boxes of books that I carry with me from place to place to place to place. And everybody keeps saying, why don't you get a Kindle? And I'm like, no, I have to touch and feel it. I'm a touch and feel girl. So which books would be in your crate that you'd be devastated if it didn't go with you on a move? Oh gosh. Well, it'd be the Bible first, of course, because that's my foundational book. Um, there are several coaching books that I use on a regular basis. Uh, there are lots of reference books um, for business references. And then there are a lot of stories that I carry with me, um, uh, like the Outlander series. Okay, with, yeah. Uh, uh, gosh, uh, Diana, I can't remember how to pronounce her last name, but the Outlander series, I mean, I've read that probably three or four times over the past 20 years. Excellent. Right. Well, um, thank you so much. It's been really interesting. And I think mindset is the thing that's come out the mm-hmm. biggest, isn't it? We've got Absolutely. to deal with the mindset just to start writing that book that's within people. And if people want to contact you, you're available. And I love it on your website, begintoshift.com, the fact that on your homepage, you have cups of coffee, whether it's a virtual cup of coffee or actually a present one, you click on that and that's how they get your details. Absolutely. And in the meantime, just a quick mention on Stuck to CEO. How would you just summarize that, that, book in just a few seconds uh, that book is about helping you become CEO of your entire life and what that means in a nutshell 
is just like a business has a CEO who runs, focuses, and takes ownership of what's going on so that the business is successful, you have to take ownership of your own life and every piece of it to be able to develop the um, whatever you consider success throughout your lifetime. And it's all about legacy. Um, it's really taking ownership so that your legacy in every area of your life is something that you are happy and satisfied with. So there are no regrets. Super. Well, thank you very much, Chris. And um, we look forward to hearing back from people on how they managed to get unstuck and whether that includes writing their book. Well, and I would encourage everybody who's listening seriously that if you have a book in you, contact Lady because she can help you. She's there. She's the publisher. If you want it and it's decent material, she's the one for you to go to. Yeah, and I'm just just waiting. Yeah, we've just opened our applications actually. So, yeah, do that. Stop procrastinating. Make it your dream. Get your book dream out there. Mm -hmm.